When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Damien Harris with me this morning. How are you, Damien? Hey, very good. Thank you very much for asking, Alan. Say <laughs> <laughs> so this morning, it's actually caught quarter to three in the afternoon. So well, I don't know what that says about what I did well, last in night the old days. Football. In the old days, then you know I would have counted this as morning, but not not anymore. I'm no, a yeah, man. no, you're getting up now, are you? Yeah. Wow. What time? Uh, about 11. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Uh, sometimes before nine o'clock. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Holy smoke. Well I done. know. That's the record industry for you. For you. Uh, yeah. uh, Ty Papula is here. Hello, T. Afternoon, afternoon. How you doing? All right, I've been up for quite a long time. Thanks very much. <laughs> you, uh, you've got a, a, a beanie on, not a baseball cap today. What's that no. all about? Well, I'm glad you asked, Al. It's a red beanie um, because, it, as you know, as um, especially you, Keith, um, it is the 50th anniversary of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On uh, this weekend, just gone. And um, there is no cooler picture, I think, than um, if I go and invite all our Tuesday Club listeners who, had, who aren't aware to go to um, the search engine of your choice, put in Marvin Gaye Red Beanie, and you'll see there was no cooler person, I think, ever than Marvin Gaye in that picture. So, um, And that's including Teddy Pendergrass sitting on the Rolls Royce. Um, or indeed Marvin Gaye walking in front of a Rolls Royce in Labyrinth Grove. But so the red, so the iconic red beanie that uh, Marvin Gaye made his own is why I'm wearing it today. So, what about uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang sitting on top of a Lamborghini? Yeah, not so much, not so much. I'm sure there's a... <laughs> it's a purple Lamborghini. Well, thanks for that fascinating pop trivia. Well, uh, um, soul, soul, soul trivia. Soul trivia. <laughs> and, uh, and Keith Dover is here. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. And as you may notice, I am wearing the old Vest of Destiny, correct? <laughs> Which is oh, a nice. Yes. Yeah, it's well, a nice thank sh- God I can only see you from the neck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there they are. Which is a nice shade of yellow. But whilst looking for the Vest of Destiny, I found this rather interesting red beret, not a pink beret. <laughs> that is pink, mate. No, it's not pink. It's red. It's red. It's not cerise. If I'm, I'm going to be seen it's a heavy magenta. You don't know how ballistic I went last week. I was settled down listening to the podcast, and then pink berets was mentioned. You gave me a pink beret. I did not give you a pink beret. I would never give anyone a pink beret. Possibly a woman, I would give a pink beret. I would never give a man a pink beret. Prince had a raspberry beret, Keith. So you I don't give a toss which colour he wore. I know which one I wore. I have red, got this... Red, red, red. Just keep talking Rejecta. for a minute, which you're going to do anyway. I have got the picture on my fridge yes. of you and Al on the last day of the season. I'm going to get it. Where's the... Where, now, Keith, when did we get the beret? When was the beret 98. year? 98. 98, 98 was the year of the FA Cup final. I got it because obviously we had a French manager. Carl, so, it was a French thing. 
French Please do. (laughs) As I'm being dragged off the pitch by stewards, and all you can hear is, it's red. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, we we convened today uh, after 24 hours, nearly, Mm -hmm. after Arsenal's last game. Of really a, a what a season, and uh, it's done. <laughs> oh, it has finished. Uh, we don't have to do it anymore. It's finished. It's over. Uh, we had a pretty routine two uh, nil home win over Brighton yesterday, which uh, three of us went to. We've got four in this today, listener. We're doing the end of season Tuesday Club Awards uh, memories of scintillating football. So we brought in uh, Damien. Didn't go to the game. He gave me his ticket. Thanks, D. And uh, we, entire, uh, you got a ticket from somewhere, T. <laughs> yeah. How did you pull that off? Well, I got a ticket from, um, you know, I mean, it's obviously good to know that you've got a few mates out there still. Uh, <laughs> Let it go. After, but still a good, a good friend still of ours. Still doing good, it. A good friend of ours. <laughs> a good friend of me and Damien's, actually, uh, Tom March. Um, thank you, Tom, for uh, helping ah. me get a ticket. Well, you'd be pleased to know that you could have had a ticket from Howard Nurtman, who oh. emailed me. Uh, Howard is out in, uh, is in is in LA at the moment, <laughs> but he got a ticket in the ballot. I'd be happy to send it to you guys as a tiny thank you for all the podcasts. Oh. That, that would have oh. been lovely. Oh. Why are you telling, uh, so are you telling us on Howard, Monday morning? I own it well because uh, I didn't read the emails on <laughs> Monday morning. So having put out a request for a ticket for you, I then ignored it. But thank you, Howard. Bless you, thank you. Do you know what? Can we just say how much it was surprisingly goosebumpy actually rolling up to get in there yesterday and go in? I missed the uh, ex- I missed the extravaganza against <laughs> I missed the extravaganza <laughs> against Burnley. <laughs> I missed the extravaganza against gone. Burnley, which um, both of you described as possibly your worst yeah, night. Worst, <laughs> worst night in an Arsenal show. Certainly but it was the worst it was, day of this century. It was brilliant going in there. It was brilliant when they came out. Um, um, applause for the fans who were in there. Especially, I loved the applause for when Arsenal fans uh, took the knee at the start. It was a nice ring of applause around there. It was just, there was an excitement in the stadium. And it was just brilliant hearing fans again. Yes, we were going. talking about that afterwards. Uh, the fact that at some grounds there's been some booing for taking the knee. And I'm very proud to say that Arsenal, there's applause for taking the knee. Yep. So that was nice to see. Do you watch it, D, the Damien Derby? Arsenal oh, Brian? yeah, the, yeah. the midfield general derby. It's not really taken on, that hashtag. No. Uh, I did try, but um, yes, I did watch. I thought we we looked good. We looked pretty good. Nicolas Pepe, Nicola, mm. Nico, yeah. Pepe has scored five goals in the last four matches of the Premier League season. And some of them are absolute belters, aren't they? Uh, yeah. And he's doing all of the things that we were hoping he would do over the last few months. And in fact, as when you go through, as I have been doing today, Arsenal's goals this season, looking for contenders for goal of the season, Pepe cutting in and hitting the left foot screamers, usually in the in 
in the mix. His goal against West Brom when we won 3 1 the other day was an absolute belter. Mm. He scored another one against Palace. Perhaps before we talk about Brighton, we talk about Palace in midweek. We won 3 1. We had one shot on goal in 90 minutes and then <laughs> won 3 1 with two, two more shots on goal in stoppage time. Oh. Um, very good pass for by Erdegaard for Martinelli's goal. Yeah. Brilliant interplay between Saka and Tierney. Uh, before Tierney set up Pepe for the first goal, that back heel of Saka's into Tierney's path was just world class, wasn't it? It yeah. was quite nice to hear. Um, like, I mean, you know that you know the fans are back when you've got a uh, same old Arsenal always cheating. Always cheating. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> on, on the go. Um, I Never be more pleased to hear it. Yeah, my, yeah. Th- my thoughts went immediately to Damien for the home match. Oh. That's normally where he goes. Oh, oh. Yeah. They've been doing it for years, D. They are. But yeah, Tierney was the uh, Tierney was the uh, the mock victim for the the, the, the pantomime villain is what I'm trying to say for this one, wasn't he? For, um, but how did um, Palace fans were booing him? I missed. I missed why. To be honest, yeah, I don't can't because he saw why. he went down and he made something of it, didn't he? How unlike him. Yeah, he was kicked by one of their lumps at the back. Yeah, and he did make a bit of a meal of it, didn't he? I thought Pepe's finish was very good with his right foot arriving like that. He didn't try and do anything too heavy with it, did he? Just steered it in neatly. Mm. Roy Hodgson looked absolutely devastated in stoppage time when we scored those goals. I mean, you were waiting for, you were just waiting for the inevitable IU off his shin. Do you know what I mean? The game was limping to a to a one-all with a mugging of us given the way the season's going. So it was quite a surprise and a nice one for uh, to dig that out so late because it really was... It, I mean, still, it still wasn't fun, was it? I mean, it looks like 3-1, but it still wasn't still wasn't a fun well, game. Well, it gave us a platform, as, uh, as Mikel Arteta said uh, <laughs> in his, his brilliant programme notes from yesterday. Uh, we have earned the right to be in this position. Now it's time to deliver on the final day. That's uh, Mikel on trying to finish seventh. <laughs> <laughs> We've earned the right to be in this position. I mean, honestly, if you don't know when you're making a joke, you're not. Oh, I don't well, know. apparently, I've read that today that uh, Mikel has said that uh, Josh Cronkey said he's going to take us to the next level. And I thought, oh, Christ, I don't want to go down to the championship. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Their idea of the next level has been progressively in a downward spiral, you know. Since yeah. they've taken over, everything's starting to go south. You know? I mean, we were saying the before the game, we were saying we didn't want to play Thursday nights in the football combination. But as the game went on and we were winning mm. 2-0 with a couple of terrific goals from Pepe, and, and then word came through that Tottenham were 2-1 down at Leicester, then we started going, actually, it might be quite nice. I mean, it's a competition. We might even win. We could get to the final. I've never been to Albania. It's supposed to be lovely. Yeah, but... And then 2-2. Oh. Yeah. And I thought at that point, because I, I hadn't really got all the numbers in my head, that a draw was enough for Leicester. And if they could just hold 2-2, it would be all right for everyone. But it wasn't the case. They needed to win, right? So they had to push for a goal. And let in two on the break. And oh, they absolutely effed it right up. Didn't did they? implode big time, didn't they? Handed it, you know, to Chelsea on a plate. But... Yeah, 
But is. anyway, we will not be playing such countries as the land that time forgot, uh, <laughs> to the Earth's core, mysterious island, warlords of Atlantis, 20,000 leagues under the sea. That's going to be a tough game. The Lost World. And, of course, we have a popular journey to the centre of the Earth. <laughs> and to the Earth's core. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's some of the places that Spurs will be going to. Well, that's it. And, in fact, Damien, I've got a WhatsApp from uh, our good friend Tom Connolly. Um, initially, I didn't know it was from. It's one of those. Uh, it was a bit of a uh, new phone. Who dis? Because it's not. It's, it's, I've got right. a new phone, and I wasn't sure what I had to say. Who's this? Anyway, it's Tom. Uh, he says, "So happy Spurs have taken that last European Conference Isthmian combination sad fuckers <laughs> club place. <laughs> uh, we've got the chance to spend a season with rest times between Premiership games, no trips to former Soviet states. We might even be able to meet up on a Saturday and watch some football. Start our absolutely tremendous youth talent every week: Tierney, Saka, Maitland, Niles, Reese, Nelson, Smith Rowe, Willett, Martinelli." plus Ober playing as, you know, a striker and some experience dotted in, maybe a new keeper. I hate hiring and firing. I liked Arteta before he became our manager, but I want an actual manager. Oh, well, this is where some people might take issue. To take this beautiful young squad on and show them what to do. Nuno would be fine. Spurs' golden era is over with their entry into that competition and Harry off and they've won F all as usual. They're a joke and I love laughing at funny stuff. So once again, thank you Spurs for being so hilarious. What an outstanding, <laughs> outstanding message. Put a proper manager in at the Arsenal. Make our young players feel inspired. We could have a great time ahead. I don't particularly care if it means winning the league, much as I enjoy that, but playing great football and going Fucking forward with the ball and not kidding ourselves. Average players with no personality are good enough to be Arsenal players. Feeling really buoyed by Tottenham Hotspur this afternoon and that we can now seize next season with no European football. When the Brodge nearly won the title at Liverpool, they had no European football. And you could see them on the balls of their feet every week until Stevie G was caught on his heels. I'm not interested in being handed over by the Cronker, see you next Tuesdays, to the man who rapes musicians for a living. (laughs) (laughs) I just want an experienced manager who doesn't look haunted raising our kids I hope you're well so that's from Tom Um, I just kind of agree with all of that though of course we will have Mikel in charge again next season that seems certain Uh, five wins on the bounce and having survived this Covid season I I think it's a good point he makes and it was a point I was going to make to you all myself if you look at our results, as I have been pouring over them this morning, our, our Europa League group games, we played six of those, obviously. After five of them, we lost the next match. And playing on a Thursday night killed us. Uh, we It was a disaster. And the only exception is that amazing win we had against Manchester United away, but we lost at home to Leicester. We lost at home to Villa. We lost at home to Wolves. Uh, we lost against Tottenham, <laughs> and we lost at home to Burnley. And all of those results came after playing on the Thursday. It didn't seem to have such an impact when we're in the knockout rounds. Maybe winning a knockout round gives you something. Uh, and the other thing I was going to say about the Europa League, the flip side of it, which we'll miss next season, is if you look back at the goals we scored in the Europa League and some of the football that was being played in the Europa League group stages... The contributions of Nelson and Nketiah and Willock and Maitland-Niles 
are amazing. And you could see all everything that Willett was doing that set, set him off for that amazing loan spell at, at Newcastle. So we won't have that next season. We won't have that mm. opportunity to give games to kids in the Europa League, which is a bit of a shame. But maybe now they'll get the chance in the Premier League, which is what we've been crying out for for a long time. I think this is this has got to be the case. I mean, have you seen the goal that Willock scored? Yeah, it's a brilliant goal. He's a brilliant it's player. Amazing. I mean, really, yeah. last night we, we went to the pub yesterday. We met up with uh, Ian Stone, the one and only, the long lost once of oh. his parish. <laughs> and uh, he's now enormous son, Alexander, is now 19. That's the first time I've seen him with a pint of Guinness. It's a pint of Guinness. And it, tells, it says that Joe Willock's not good enough for the Arsenal. For, oh, no, no, he's grown up into a man <laughs> oh, with terrible opinions, just like every other fan. He didn't Everyone say else. that out loud in front of you, D, did he? Yeah, D. he said it several times, Willock's not good enough for Arsenal. D, we all put our drinks down and just went, wow, he's gone and done it, he's gone and done it now, isn't he? Yeah. He's gone and done it. Wow. And I think only I couldn't me... look at him, mate. I couldn't look at him. Wow. Keith, you left, mm. but I think me and Al were the last. Me and Al were the last people in the pub, and I think just before he said "see you later" tea, the last thing he said is, "I can't believe he said that about Willock." <laughs> and that was. <laughs> I said to him, "You know, Willock had scored more goals in the last seven games than, than our entire midfield has scored all season. All season. <laughs> you know, Sapias naught, and Xhaka one, and Erdegaard one, and Partey naught, and El Nenny got a couple of screamers in the Europa League, but you know." Really nothing, nothing from the midfield. And here's a guy who's got seven in seven games, scoring against Man City, scoring against Liverpool, scoring against Tottenham, scoring against Leicester. Absolutely brilliant. Really uh, pleased for him and proud of him. And, and I think if Ceballos is going back to Madrid, then then Willock should, should be take his place in, in the squad as a central midfielder next season. How fantastic. many of those players have who played yesterday have played in front of... Have never played in front of our fans. I was trying to work that out yesterday because, like, because mm. Pepe was given um, from um, the the uh, clock end. I'm pretty sure it started from there. Like the old Super Nick. Oh, really? He was given the old Super Nicholas Pepe yesterday. So I was just wondering how many of them have actually had the experience of playing in front of him before. Have, have they all? Have they all done it before? Have we seen Pepe? Have we seen Pepe at home before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, we I can't have. remember yeah. anything. Yeah, well, yeah we have. It's been two seasons. But there is a body of opinion who think that Willock Willa can make the Niles uh, are not good enough for the Arsenal. I think they are. It's like, what what games are you watching? I think they are good enough, and if they get. A, a regular run in the Arsenal team, which is the important thing, which is what Pepe has suddenly become good because we finally decided that William is a complete idiot, uh, which we should have realised, you know, 38 games ago. And, you know, he's had a run in the team and now he's scoring. And so has, sh- William, has William played in front of fans, for example? Oh, I don't think he ball. has. And no, Gabriel, no, Gabriel has. Gabriel has only had this season, hasn't he? Mm. Gabriel hasn't. Do you want to let's have a little play, a little game of guess the lineup? Do you want to have a game of uh, guess okay. the lineup for the uh, Community Shield on the 29th of August, at the beginning of this season? Do you want to have a go at that team? Ooh. It was a one-all draw against Liverpool. We won the Community Shield on pens. Well, we had that good goalkeeper who Martinez. to sell. Martinez, last game for Arsenal was that game. Mm-hmm. Good shot. Um, so right back, Bellerin was injured still. Bellerin, so. Bellerin played. Oh, did he play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he came off after an hour. He got came off after an hour to be replaced by Cedric. Kalashnach came off the bench. 
David Louise. David Louise and Rob Holding. Ceballos. Kieran no, Tierney. Kieran Tierney played. Well, Shaka, obviously, because Shaka always plays. Granite Shaka played. Had we got party? We hadn't got party yet, had we? Well, Willock no. played, that's because I know, because he almost had a chance of scoring, didn't he? Did Willett. he not score it, though? Well, no, it, it came off. <laughs> just came off, just missed. Did William play? Ever. Did William play? William wasn't there. Willock and Reese Nelson came off the bench. Maitland Niles and El Nenny played. And up front, we had Saka and Eddie and Ketia. And Aubameyang. And what's interesting, if I as I look at my programme, is the next match was Fulham away. The transfer window closed a couple of days after that Liverpool game. And Saka's dropped for Fulham and replaced by Willian. His last, his first and last good game. Ceballos is on the bench, which means there's no place on the bench for Nelson. And Willock's on the bench, but he doesn't get to come on because Ceballos is there. And I think in that, in those two selections, in those two games, mm-hmm. you really get what happened this season. We we have wasted a year in the in the career of Reese Nelson. Uh, apparently, uh, Reese Nelson couldn't get a loan because they couldn't get a deal done. Arsenal were wanting uh, the club he was loaned to to pay off his wages, and they wanted a loan fee and all this kind of stuff. There were several clubs interested, including supposedly Unai Emery at, at uh, Villarreal, who wanted to take Reese Nelson for half a season, which probably would have been nice for him. But he ended up with two substitute appearances in the Premier League and a wasted wasted season, which was a real shame. Mm. Willock got out, got out and played football and played brilliantly. I mean, really brilliantly for Newcastle, just rampaging around the midfield, scoring goals, causing trouble, running 12 kilometres a game. Astounding, brilliant. Maybe that's maybe that's what that fan was saying all those years ago. Get out, Joe. Get out, Joe, while you can. Yes, people used to shout that. Get out. Get, get out, out while you can. Get out, Joe, while you can. <laughs> it was never Joel Campbell. It was a prescient one about Joe Willock. Well, Steve yeah. Bruce wants to keep Willock, doesn't he? I mean, and he's no mug, so you know he wants to keep him. So, well, Arteta says he's going to keep him yeah. and have a conversation with him about the next few years. I've got no idea what that means. Arteta said this week the thing that made me laugh this week that he he sees change <laughs> he sees change as an opportunity and uh, of course that's that's not a saying that's not a thing I'll, you can let him off a little bit because English isn't his first language but that's just a nonsense sentence and, but what and do you really what's think the change anyway Mikel because there's still two goals and the pitch is the same size and it's 38 games in the Premier League so what do you mean what's there's nothing changing mate it's the same next year. Don't know about you lot, lads, but I'm just getting, I'm, don't know, I'm just getting a little negativity from Al about um, Mikel Arteta. Is anyone? Do you think? Come, come... Well, it's not unjustified, mate. I mean, it's he's, he hasn't instilled 100% confidence. Listen, mm-hmm. let's see how the transfer window goes. And if we get off to a good start, then fine. And as long as he doesn't piss ball around and tinker with things, that'll be good. Have the but... War Chest article started yet? <laughs> the chest. Have we? Has, has Mikel Arteta been handed... A transfer war chest yet in the papers, or have you all bought season tickets already? So it doesn't matter. Well, the war chest is dependent on all the ones who we can get rid of. And the sad thing is, as Alan was saying the other day, is there's not many teams coming in for some of the players who we need to get rid of. Which is why Martinez was sold, because now there weren't any bids for any other players. But Louise is going. Maybe Saliba will come in. Saliba scored his first goal for Nice uh, yesterday, the winning goal in the game at Lyon. So that was nice. 
Uh, he's had a good season for Nice. Maybe they'll bring him in and he'll compete for a place at centre-back. Or maybe, because he's regarded as an Emery signing, he might be moved out. But we, he could come in to replace Louise. Nelson could come in to replace Willian. Willock can come in to replace Tobias. Maitland-Niles can come back if we don't keep Erdegaard or can't, can't raise the money for Erdegaard or Erdegaard doesn't want to come or whatever. We don't actually need to do anything. We've got loads of players. We just need to sell Kolasinac and Torreira and Guendouzi and all the ones he loaned out because he didn't fancy him. No chance. Did you, uh, uh, speaking of Louise, it was a bit weird yesterday. First of all, that weird piano music they chose uh, at the end of the game when um, when they when the players came back out before they broke into Sweet Caroline, which was... It's never sounded more pointless than it did yesterday. But I did notice yesterday that all the players love David Luiz a lot more than any of us. We'd gone by then, mate. Oh, had you? It, it, oh, so you didn't hang around for the lap of appreciation? They wasn't. No. They came out in the centre circle very <laughs> mournfully. Not. That's not like you. <laughs> you usually love that. <laughs> no, they came out very mournfully and it was like, it was, it, was, it, was, it was weird and cold, basically, but I sort of felt like I should stay because I hadn't been in the ground for so long um but yeah it wasn't um but they 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 love david louise like all of them basically and he's leaving for saying goodbye Ta-da, david <laughs> uh so let's begin the uh juicy club awards <laughs> with the uh your votes for well i don't know which category should be should we begin with um let's begin with the player you hate the most from another club oh that's easy oh is it yes Son yeah. from to- uh, Tottenham. I hate oh, him. I yeah. really detest him. He always gets a penalty or something against us. I can't stand the man. It's cheap. He is, I, I, Just, it's the uh, the love heart. The heart is the well. When he um, who was the Everton player that he sort of hacked down and sort of put out of action for six months, a couple of seasons ago. Uh, mid- midfielder player, from yeah. Everton. Yeah. Oh, the Gomez was it? Gomez, yes. <laughs> Top player. Yeah, and he really he very nasty vindictive foul put him out for six months, and then he was all sort of doing this and going, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Official really medium. Damien's making the heart symbol. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, doing the heart <laughs> symbol. So there you go. Um, Vote for Son. Interesting. What about you? What about you? Do you see your most hated uh, player from another club? I found myself just surprisingly angry at Gareth Bale um, <laughs> when he... Uh, I'm just going to make a note of that as a potential title. <laughs> I found myself surprisingly angry at Gareth Bale. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> There's nothing to like about Gareth Bale, There's is nothing there? I mean, I still you want to find take fact- a match to his hair, and as yeah. for that, as for all that gurning and grinning and <sighs> cupping his ears to the Leicester fans, oh, yeah, the oh poor God. Leicester fans. Um, <laughs> also, but the the fact that he never bothered learning Spanish as well, still. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Apparently, he never bothered after six years at Real Madrid. Said, and he the, wondered why. said the trilingual general over there. <laughs> I wasn't playing. I wasn't in, working in Madrid, is he? For you six about? million pounds Sitting in a, a cupboard in Brighton. <laughs> yeah. 
okay. on 600 grand a week to play for a Spanish company. Yeah. In the company is a right choice of word, by the way. How much French did you come back from your sabbatical? Um, um, <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 I'll, you, I'll throw into the mix a couple of uh, options here. Uh, Alioski of Leeds. Standardly. What yep. a see you next Tuesday. Yes. I don't know. Oh, he's snide the one. little yeah. Tune. yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, but- he's the one who got Pepe sent off. Yeah. Uh, but he's done so many snide things in so many games all season. Diving and feigning injury and nasty little tackles on people. He's put me right off North Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I really like their Leeds team, as you know. I really mm. like Harrison. I really like Bamford. I think, I think Rafinha is my favourite player. You know, outside the Arsenal when we get to that category. Mm. But Alioski could do one. And of course Mope. Oh, oh God, just the mm. sight of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I pulled two out because I thought you'd go for Mope. He yeah. was absolutely so high on my list. He just <laughs> looks snide, acts snide, just gets in those he gets in those he gets in those sort of David Connolly Shane Long positions on the pitch, which is really annoying enough as it is. And he of course um, injured our keeper. Yeah, so, but so that, that, that was last season. Yeah. Um, but it, it it lingers. But um, for mm-hmm. another one, for <laughs> another one from the same club, because I thought you'd go for Mope. I've gone for Dan Byrne, who is the really unfeasibly- the great big Burnley full the Brighton fullback. Uh, fullback should not be that tall, and for that reason alone, I cannot. <laughs> forgive. I cannot oh, but forgive for him. honest endeavour, you I, can't. I pick really up. like. Damn we man. like Dan Byrne. Not over mm. here. I just, <laughs> oh. It just it, it aesthetically upsets me to have a left back being six foot seven. I'm not into it. <laughs> just not left backs should full backs should not be that. Mate, tall, I'm sorry, I'm not you're not having that. that. It's a toss up between Bale and Alioski. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just go on case. physical appearance. They've got to, you know, they've got to commit a crime. I've got to commit. Just say don't like him because he's tall. By the way, I think, did you notice that Pepe put that ball through Dunk's legs yesterday? Yes. I didn't down. see that at the time. Yeah. But uh, it looked deliberate. pretty deliberate, didn't it? Very deliberate. Uh, on, on, on the replay on the TV, I thought, God, he's just stuck that between his legs and the keeper's got no chance there. Yeah. I have got high hopes for Pepe to become that. Like, as you noticed as well, because he does, because he's not that bothered about getting the ball back at any point ever. I've got high hopes on him for being um, that kind of the loose wide player that I enjoy. Because when he does those finishes, he doesn't seem to be bothered. Do you know what I mean? Like that that goal yesterday through Dunk's legs, he just kind of. And How it, many it, years it, has he got on his contract? He's, it's not going to expire next season, is it? And just as he's coming good, we end up having to see him go out the door. Would yeah, we we'll sell be our luck? If we sell him for seventy-two million, I think we should have a party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give uh, Snipe Player of the Season to Alioski. The Morris Dancer. Okay, I'm, I've got two awards here that are really the same award. It's the Morris Dancer of the Year, uh, combined with the worst goalkeeper yeah. error. Mm-hmm. Um, We've had some cracking goalkeeping errors this season. Uh, and if you remember uh, Runa Runarsson's display against Manchester City. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know. You will remember that Riyad Mahrez hit a free kick straight at him and he put his hands up and it ended up in the net behind him. 
Um, but actually, if you remember the first goal of that game, which came after one minute when Manchester City went down the left wing, I think it was Foden. They played a really strong team, by the way, that mm. day. They were they were all there, Rodri and Foden and Mares and uh, Jesus, everyone. And uh, the cross came in and, and Gabriel Jesus ran in and headed it in the net. And behind him, flying through the air, was Renarsson. Really no, no idea what he was doing. <laughs> and if he just stayed on his line, the ball would have hit him in the face. Probably would still have gone in, but it would have been at, straight at him. So I think that was a pretty shocking error. But I'm going to throw in also uh, Leno against West Ham. Ooh. When uh, they took a quick free kick and we were all asleep and the shot went straight at him and he led it through his legs. Uh, Leno against Everton. <laughs> Cross came in, easy gather, somehow diverted it into his own net for an OG. But... Uh, there's only, think, one, there's only one. There's only one winner. I mean, there is. There is I, only I, one. There's only one winner. This was the category which confused me actually. So, for Morris Dancer of the Year, because of his one special performance, I gave it to Renarsson. Renarsson Gold- Morris Dancer of the Year is fair. Yeah, but a good, <laughs> and it also allows. It also allows, but then of course this could have come. Looking at the categories which we'll come to, this could have come in another category as well. But of course, we are talking about the Wolves. Uh, no, no, against Wolves. We, no, no, you're, so you're, what you're saying is it could come in as also come in as most stupid red stupid card of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. That was my choice. Like it, co- it covered so much ground that that one moment of what the what am I watching? <laughs> I, don't I absolutely remember where I was. I don't remember much of the ball this down season. the right hand side, and he came pairing out. The Wolves player had got the wrong, the, you know, well, goal like side of our left Keith. back. He came here and out, just head it, or you know. Well, like Keith Al, I think he was com- absolutely confused and bamboozled by the haunches of uh, of Triori. So I think I think somewhere between like having a having a rhino running at you at two hundred miles an hour must have confused him because that is the only way to explain it. But yeah, I can't remember much about this season. I remember exactly where I was and the reaction from everyone around me. When uh, when um, Leno did that, so yeah, that's definitely worst keeper. That was a shocker, wasn't it? Was well, I, I've got worst keeper uh, is Wolves, definitely Wolves, uh, yeah. because it well, it, it was the most it was ludicrous. But Morris starts of the year for me is Willian because it's just <laughs> he always looks like he's just woken up. It's just like you know, he's going, oh, and he's coming out. Oh, hello, what day is it? Are you all right? Oh, well, I could do with an extra line if you don't. No, you're playing. Oh, no, am I? He just, and then he scores that goal against West Brom to go, and this is what you could have had all season, but I couldn't be asked. So he's definitely up there. But so, William Morris Dancer and Leno for his stupidity at Wolves. Well, Bubbles, um, he looks a little bit like Bubbles in season five, like when Bubbles is kind of cleaned himself up selling the papers, <laughs> selling the papers to the cars. That's what I think of when I see William as well. That's is that another category as well? <laughs> this is one of Damien, Damien's categories that he's uh, submitted, which are excellent. Yeah, go on. Uh, one of which is the most tenuous link to the wire by time. <laughs> it's, a television, it's a television series now that's 10 years old. No one can remember. <laughs> and he's still making obscure references to it. It's actually 19 years old. Some of us started watching it in 2002. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, the first season, yeah, I suppose it is. A long time ago. So, yeah, even more reason to pack it in. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I have got another one for that category, but we'll come to that later on. 
Oh, have yeah. you? Well, well, you say we'll come to that later on. I mean, oh, how's well, that going to happen unless you say it? <laughs> Just say it now. Uh, well, I, I mean, the most tenuous one, I think, like is putting um, putting Danny Sabayas down as um, Ziggy Sabotka. Um, just that was one it. one for the wire fans there. <laughs> have, a, have a look; it works. Uh, who's the player you like most from another club? I'm going to go with Eve Basuma. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. I Good do chat. really, really like him. And I would quite like him to play next to Thomas Partey. That in would a, be good, a, wouldn't it? Centre mid. Yeah. Although, Tough we, tackling. Yeah. I mean, some, yeah, very, very good. I I am a fan. A little shout out at this moment uh, to Jeffrey Condogbia, who's just <laughs> picked up. <laughs> The Jeffrey Condobia Award. The Jeffrey Condobia Award for tough tackling centre mid. <laughs> Goes to Eve Basuma. Uh, Condobia's just picked up a La Liga Championship medal, uh, taking really? the place as he did uh, of Thomas Partey at Atletico Madrid. He came off the bench in their last match to shore up the win. Uh, Lucas Torreira gave him the thumbs up as he jogged onto the pitch from his seat, his permanent seat on the Atletico <laughs> bench. Um, also, but yes, that was a nice moment for Jeffrey. Also a contender for um, Alan's trigger word of the season. Trigger word of the decade, Condogbia. <laughs> but I think that's one of Damien's categories, <laughs> Alan's trigger word. Just, just, just the word trigger sets me off. <laughs> Condogbia was signed, wasn't he? Because, uh, because Arsenal triggered, um, there's that word again, the uh, Partey uh, release clause. <sighs> The the rules in Spain are that you you are allowed to go outside the window and get someone to replace that player if you've had a release clause triggered. So it's their fault that they got him at all. <laughs> Isn't it sort of underhand? You know, all these. It was like you know the Suarez thing. That if we put a pound over the limit, that we will you know instigate a clause there to to buy him. And it's almost like, you know, the old days was where they put a, a king shilling in your beer and then you'd have to join the Navy. Yeah. I wonder if we've <laughs> attempted any things like that, you know, take some player out for a drink and then, ha-ha, you didn't yeah, spot that Press coin. gang didn't apply him for the Arsenal. <laughs> the Arsenal yeah. Well, the truth was with Suarez, wasn't it, that we triggered the release clause, but they wouldn't honour it. Well, can you so, blame them? <laughs> just laughed. Well, I mean, you can say, can you blame them? I mean, you know, they was they just ignored what was in their own contract. So, I've got, I've got two players. Nothing. I've got two players for this. Category. Two players you like? Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, the most obvious one all season. I've been um, lusting after Jack Grealish. Super oh. Jackie Grealish. Super Jack Grealish. Uh, calves of calves of victory. Uh, plays like a dream as well but while he was injured I did actually have my eyes turned and I feel a bit ashamed because he's back at the end of the season playing really well but my eye was turned by Edison Cavani this season his end of season form his movement his flowing locks his kind of Sort of to be played sick. by Johnny Depp in the end of season it's, Manchester United yeah. DVD. Exactly, he's got a touch of the Sicario about him, hasn't he? And um, as of and he scored some great goals. So um, yeah, those are my those are my. You two. can have Cavani, my friend. I have Pablo Marie. <laughs> that is a that is a shake off, isn't it? Um, Pablo Marie would meet Cavani would be in some dark alley, and Marie would go down there in a beige suit. <laughs> Hawaiian t-shirt and cut his eyes out still not have any blood on him just, just come out the other end of the alleyway 
Although he's lost his place, Pablo, to Gabriel for the last few games. Um, Gabriel does bring that extra aggression, doesn't he, that, that, that Callum Chambers brings as well. That back four of and Chambers holding... Uh, yes, it's good in the opposition box too. Uh, Chambers holding Gabriel Tierney. That finished up being the first choice. Back four and probably the best defenders in the, those four positions. Not much out passing. Out not, defenders. Not much passing coming out of the centre centre of our defence yesterday. I mean, Gabriel does share with Mari the same absolute panic with the ball at, at, at his feet. Well, I think that's fair on Pablo. I think he's pretty calm I tell you with the, the ball at his feet. The player but he's I'd a like bit slower. From, the player I'd like from another club uh, would oh. be Marcus Rashford. Yes. Ma- mainly because of his wonderful charity work, which was shame our skin flint bone-idle, horrible owners. And I just think we've, we need someone like him at our club because I think he does amazing things. He's not one of these people who just set up a charity and walk away. He's actually hands-on. And that's what I like about him. And I just think that he would be a breath of fresh air at our club, I think, at the moment. He'd be well, great. he would uh, reintroduce a moral compass to Arsenal Football Club, and we do which need has been a moral uh, absent since Arsene Wenger was escorted from the premises. Mm. <laughs> um, Can I also throw in Riyad Mahrez as well? You can throw in Riyad Mahrez if you choose. Just, yes. just, a, just wonderfully. But I see your Riyad Mahrez and I raise you Phil Foden because I think Phil Foden could be the most extraordinary footballer oh, yeah. in the world. I mean, I think he's he's up there with uh, Mbappe. He's that good. It's extraordinary. The goal he got the other day where he ran 60 yards and then toe-poked it across the keeper. Absolutely incredible footballer. And really, if he plays well in the Euros, you know, England have got a shout in this tournament this summer. Harry Kane appears to be fit, which is unusual. And uh, we've got one or two players, particularly if he, if he plays Grealish, he's returning to fitness just at the right moment. And he's yeah. had a, actually had a bit of a break, hasn't he? He's had a few weeks off. So there's less football in those magnificent calves than uh, there might otherwise have been. <laughs> <laughs> and as you, so, as you mentioned, uh, Marcus Rashford is a wonderful player. And uh, and a great human being, and uh, we all—it's—it's it's a, a rare thing for us to sing the praises of a Manchester United player because we really, really still Manchester United. We have not forgotten you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just We've unfortunately not nothing to do We've with not us at the moment. So many things about you. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> How can We're you very, that? very pleased to take four points and not lose to Manchester United this season. That came up actually this 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 week on um on the old socials. Just a reminder of like on this day when uh, Vieira's last kick, last kick won us that trophy. How um, can you cheer that? It's also worth remembering uh, uh, two things from that. Is how can you cheer that? And of course, me and Sean, um, the other uh, black, black member of our group, getting a remember those monkey chants, the, the monkey gestures that we got from the Man United fans. And then we did see a racist. We saw a racist in a window. We did, and so we did. We did. Was it the first floor window? The racist. It was the first was... window of a pub doing monkey chants, uh, monkey gestures at us. Monkey gestures. So we did. So we did monkey gestures. We did the example of monkey gesture, a monkey coming to pick up an FA Cup and <laughs> and, and wave it at them, which seemed to get them nice and angry as well. So. Uh, Wherever they are, sit yes. on that. Yes. Uh, my favourite player from another club, I um, mean, apart from Rafinha of uh, 
Leeds, it's Joe Willock of Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, good things about it. Uh, some of the stuff he's been doing at St James's Park in the black and white stripes has been sensational, and they've rightly focused on his achievements on Match of the Day, uh, breaking records. First of all, equaling records, um, and then breaking them. And they showed a clip of, uh, not a clip, a graphic of the youngest players to sort, score in six consecutive Premier League games, a record initially held by uh, Alan Shearer. But then the list of players that then came after that were Thierry Henry, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, and then Romelu Lukaku broke the record. And these are some of the top strikers of the last 30 years, right? And then that record was broken by Joe Willock. Who suddenly suddenly there's his name at the top of this extraordinary list. That's the first, that's the youngest player ever to hit goals in six consecutive games. He then went out and scored in a seventh consecutive game. And uh, in the eighth game, of course, he will be on the bench behind Erdegaard. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a new but, uh, yeah, trigger Magnificent, word. magnificent second half of the season for Joe. It's really pleased for him. And uh, another contender, of course, is uh, West Brom's workhorse, <laughs> uh, super skillful, elegant, <laughs> classy, and stylish uh, England be? international midfielder, the great Ainsley Maitland Niles, conservative. <laughs> um, but I also, apart from Maitland Niles, another player I really liked at West Brom was Pereira, the Brazilian yes. number yes. 10. Mm. Oh, what a great little footballer he is. Seems like every club's got one almost. We helped him. Um... We helped put his tra- transfer value up as we uh, backed off and backed off and backed off and let him run we through us. another goal. Yeah. I like could- Antonio at West Ham. Would you like him? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 What Fans. player could we realistically buy, though? No no sniffing around bins. No trying to trigger a <laughs> dodgy claws. You're saying you don't want Aspilicueta? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's- he's the next one on the rank. <laughs> No, no, no more. Oh, Chelsea down, bins sniffing, please. Chelsea bins. <laughs> we'll have someone down there. We've scrapped our scouting network, and now we just have one bloke by the bins. Well, we might be looking. We might be looking for a number nine next season. So I hear Olivier Giroud. Might Olivier be Giroud's in the bin there. Might be available. Oh, Scrappy challenge, isn't it? It really is. It's like... it, the Chelsea bin. The Chelsea bin. Someone sent me, and I can't find the email to say the name of the person who sent it, but. Oh, yes, here it is. Paul Jones uh, sent me an email. Is it right to sell Willock and buy back Aaron Ramsey? Discuss. No, that would be wrong. Oh, wrong. Be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what be, I was going to say. It would be right to keep Willock and uh, remember the great things that Aaron Ramsey did for Arsenal. But, but can uh, you see him in a Liverpool shirt, which is where... Uh, Ramsey? yeah. Well, they're losing Wijnaldum, aren't they? So they perhaps they want to replace Wijnaldum. He'd be a good choice. Uh, James Milner's passed it now, surely. Uh, what, was, so, what was his spell at Juventus like? Did he get many games or was he injured a lot? Uh, he, got, he played 60-odd games, scored six goals over two seasons. Mm. Never really a first choice. And, and also it coincided with them having won the league something like nine years in a row. Um, they fell away and they were less good. So... Mm. But he got what he wanted, didn't he? He saw, he saw his contract out Arsenal, got a monumental signing on fee and wages and made a hell of a lot of money in Turin. And now he'll probably come back to the Premier League. I can't see who would take him, though. So, 
Uh, best player from another club, Joe Willett. Player you hate from another club, Alioski. Arsenal's young player of the year. Uh, I've decided not to allow Joe Willock in this category. Because <laughs> it's just going to be the Joe Willock Awards, isn't it? Uh, the Alan Davis Joe Willock Awards for 2021. <laughs> Sponsored by Reese Nelson. Um, Young Player of the Year for Arsenal. Wow. Saka. Saka. I was going to say Saka. Well, because he's going to probably feature again. Bukayo, I was. Let me hear you say Saka. I was going yeah. to go for um, ESR for that one. Just to. It's just, a tough call. Just to spread them, spread it around. Yeah, Emil Smith, Emil Defray. They're both. They're both eligible because they've been like you know a double act almost, haven't they? So they have. It's true. They really have been like a double act. Smith Rowe's been absolutely fantastic. It's a joy to watch every time he receives the ball. It's great to see him with it at his feet. And to see him constantly looking for something, looking to go forward, looking for a one-two or to play a quick pass, do something quickly. And amazing too, there was a moment yesterday um, where we got possession and he made his run into space immediately. And I was saying to Keith sitting there going, Ozil used to do that, didn't used to get any credit for it. But the moment there was a transition, Ozil was on his bike into space Mm. every time, covered a lot of miles without any credit. Um, because he looked so hacked off when it didn't come to him. <laughs> um, yeah, Smith Rowe, uh, Daniel Solomon's has sent in. We've got Emil Smith Rowe in our team. We've got Emil Smith Rowe in our team. We've got Emil Smith Rowe in our team. We've got a whole team of Smith Rowe. We've got Emil Smith Rowe in defence. We've got Emil, and it goes on like that through midfield, up front. We've got Emil Smith Rowe, number 10. So that's so number uh, one is Perry Gross for the new generation. Uh, it's yeah. the new generation. Now that's Daniel Solomon's song for Emil. Thank you, Daniel. There was a nice little nutmeg yesterday from ESR as well. Just oh, was on, there? On the move, yeah. Just an on the move nutmeg. I think the proper player that you're talking about, he, there was like a, he came down the left, just sort of darted down the left. First bit of kind of action in the sort of stultifying um, first half. And um, he managed to get another little meg in. Um, not sure if it was Dan Byrne. Let's just say it was. It was a little bit um, dull, wasn't it, the game yesterday? After we got the second goal and they went into their game management routine and saw out the last half an hour, it was pretty boring to watch. Can you... So I thought, yeah. come here, push on and go for a third, you know. What would Arsene do? Go and get another goal, lads. Go. This, as if it had been the old days, that, that had 5-1 written all over it, that game. But it's, uh, it was... It's just stopped going for it, really. Just last day of the season, joy. That's what we used to have. But, of course, there, were, there appeared to be something riding on it for so long because there was the possibility of um, finishing in seventh and getting into the football combination. Um, OK, the uh, worst performance in a knockout competition. <laughs> oh, wow. That's an easy one to pick out, isn't it? <clears throat> I mean, it's not easy, though, is it? It is easy. It's the most important game. We should be in Poland. Yes, your vote going for the second leg of the semi-final against Villarreal, oh, Keith, I Enthralling. Insipid. Yeah. I mean, the clue is on the shirt, isn't it? There's a bloody great shield with a gun on it. All you had to do if I was out there, go point at that. There you go. What does a gun do? It fires. Yes, not blanks. 
just pathetic. You know, a little just... window there into what Keith's management style would be. Would be. Fear. <laughs> That's what my management is. I'm <laughs> adulterated terror and fear. <laughs> Especially with that kind of... It was pathetic, I, must, I do think that the FA Cup at Southampton didn't, that didn't was cover ourselves in glory, close. did we? Yeah. But then, you're, I mean, also, the I know it's Man City, but we it was so bad. It was so humiliating. That, that yeah. League Cup, the League Cup was a real kind of... I remember felt. saying on this podcast that I actually felt a little bit tearful that night <laughs> because the, how far we've fallen behind... We were been falling behind the big clubs for a while, but Arsenal would keep you on their coattails, wouldn't he? And we we managed to edge one of them out and get into the top four. But once the money came at Manchester City, and they took a place in the top four every season, and suddenly the competition came between us and Manchester United and Liverpool for, and Chelsea for three places. And then once, if another team had a good season, be it Tottenham or Leicester City or somebody. Suddenly, it's just not been so easy, and we've just dropped away and dropped away, and now we are so far behind the champions. And I think so that's what that Carling that League Cup game is not Carling Cup, is it? I, I think that's why that League game, that League Cup game, felt so bad because it just we I just, we just felt so powerless watching us being so far behind. Like but you, you watch a team there, Manchester City, rather like the Chelsea teams, but you know, there's there's no need for them to think about bringing through young talent or developing anyone. If they've got any young talent, they loan them out. If they see a player they want, they just put 60 mil on the table and buy them. So they've got a 25-man squad. They've got two first 11s. Well, that's what mm. makes Phil Foden so special, though, doesn't it? Yes, he's, that's how good he is, that he can penetrate that, you know, Harlem Globetrotters football team. And so they can play Kevin De Bruyne or Riyad Mahrez or someone in a, in a League Cup tie when everyone else is resting people. And they pay the massive wages as well. I mean, they do pick up, you know, the odd bargain. Well, I'll say the odd 40, 50 million pound player, but they can pay them huge wages. I mean, we can buy a 50 million pound player, but I'm not sure we can compete at possibly the same level as City at the moment or Chelsea. For that well, that was the interesting thing after everything. The top four ended with the two Man, you know, Man United, Man City, Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah. It's an West Ham, Leicester. <laughs> yeah. West Ham have had an amazing season. Leicester have had an amazing season. Yeah. Although Leicester will feel sad about falling out, failing to get top four. They lost five of the last nine games, but they won the FA Cup. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. You can know. I just bring up um, Everton? Yes. Well, you can, yes. I know what you yes. can say. What, that Ancelotti... Alan's boyfriend uh, didn't didn't quite do live up to the expectations. Do I live up to the expectations that he earlier in the season he had shown? <laughs> no, he didn't. His boyfriend. Sorry, but you were rather keen on him earlier yeah, in the he'd season. He'd have been an outstanding appointment, a yes. very sensible option, but not yes. one we took. No, we went no, for we, someone. He'd never managed before. <laughs> um, but he has managed now. He's managed for a year and a half. So yes. uh, next season, there's no excuses on that front. It's uh, You've got the fans in. You've been managing for a year and a half. Yeah. You've got the best crop of young players, arguably, in the country. Yeah. Um, every time one of the centre-backs this, this turns... challenge. Yeah. Every time one of the centre-backs turns backwards, 180 to pass it back. You're going to know about it next season. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to know about it. But we are in the second half of the season. As, been, 
as has been widely reported, we're second in the league behind Man City. We've accumulated a lot of points, helped by five wins on the bounce at the end, which only Man City did as well. They won five on the bounce. So we're up there, oddly, although we finished eighth and feel a bit down about our football club. Um, there how, are How many uh, moments of joy can you remember in that run from the Christmas till yesterday? Oh, quite a few. Um, no, I can't. Just one. When you say, oh, quite a few, you haven't said one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have got some hope, because we get our Saturdays back. I'll tell you yes. the moments of joy. I'll tell you the moments of real joy, right? When we rampaged through Slavia Prague and that, there was a 10-minute spell when we just mm. tore them a new one over yes. and over again after they, have, they hadn't taken the knee and luckily... Like, Lacazette stared at them and Saka just ripped them to shreds and Smith Rowe was immense and we battered them 4-0 and that felt good. And the, the fact that we blew it in the semi-final was all the more difficult to take. And also, and although they were poor opposition, but when it all clicked against West Brom away in the snow, that that was a good that was a good game. There were some cracking yeah. goals in that game. But yeah, but we, we have got some hope. Let's beat it. Positive because you know we're, we're not in Europe, so we've got our Saturdays back, and we can. We've got a good young crop of players, and we could challenge. I'm not saying we're going to win the Premiership, but we could definitely make top six. It'll be we nice need to more go to the pub. It'll be nice we? to go to the pub yeah. on a Saturday. Really what would. do you think, um, Mikel Arteta's uh, summer holiday plans are? Do you think he's going to go on a very intense, <laughs> like managerial People course? Skills, sort of, course, yeah. <laughs> Sort of ayahuasca in the desert to find himself, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, find yeah himself, I reckon he's going to do that. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I just saw that a little detour. I've got my match programme in front of me. We beat Leicester City, of course, away in the League Cup. Um, uh, we won at 2-0. And in that match, we started Maitland-Niles and Saka and Willock and Nketiah and Nelson. And that was perhaps the... The day when all the hail them boys, Smithrow aside, got to have a go together. And that was a, that was a nice... Eddie and Ketia scored a goal. The other one was an OG. And they played very, very well in that game. And it seems a long time ago now. But there's definitely something in this place. He needs... If he can get it organised, it seems to the one player has he has got far in, whether it's him or whether it's the, the player himself who's grown up a little bit, or is, is Pepe. I think that's been the mm. bright spot of the last few weeks. Definitely. Definitely. And of course. Uh, now, lads, goal of the season. This is a good category. I like goal of the season. I'm going to play you some uh, commentaries of some goals and cool. then you can choose. Uh, and if you think of any others that you like, do say. Saka. Lovely ball to Obama Young. Looking to Ben one and scoring again at Wembley. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Against Liverpool. Absolutely magnificent. Well, Arsenal need to get this guy tied down and tied down quickly. Ooh. <laughs> Chris Sutton, bondage master. <laughs> Sorry for that image. <laughs> Uh, that was it. Was a lovely crossfield pass from Bukayo Saka, 
And uh, he just cut inside. He did that little shimmy with his right foot in the air over the ball. To the defender didn't know. He just that in that moment he stops the defender in his tracks. Yeah, the one and that he's been trying to do um, in slow motion since well since since, since the his, malaria since malaria yeah malaria yeah malaria uh, away. He's only since he was thrown under the bus uh, uh, for turning up late to the North London derby by by Mikel. He's only scored one goal. Um, but the mitigating circumstances, as we were joking about in the pub last night, are that he did have malaria. So that... Yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure do his excuses go. We'll yeah. give him a little bit. Here's another goal. See if you remember this one. Smith Rowe. Saka! A mouth-watering combination from the young guns. Opened up by Smith Rowe. Finished off by Saka. A glimpse of a very bright Arsenal future. Uh, which one was that? It was against Newcastle at the Emirates. Oh, OK. Ah. And uh, Smithrow crossed it in, beat the full-back, crossed it in, and Saka arrived and swept it in very comfortably oh, yes, with yes, his left yes. foot. But there, there are several um, <laughs> of those kind of brilliant combinations. Here's, here's another one. Saka to Lacazette, beautifully done. Smithrow, Saka, 2-0. That's it. That's West Brom. Totally different kind of goal, but a wonderful goal again. And Arsenal have doubled their lead, and it's Bukayo Saka. It's 2-0. See, that's my goal of the season. That's the one that I was going to go for. That's the Mm -hmm. one that I remember watching that again and again and that was the as you mentioned earlier on that was that part of that really lovely combination against West Brom in the snow where Mm. um and what starts it off and this is this is where the death row kind of loving starts because he's he's on the move around the corner Mm. he plays the ball around the corner and he's he's almost moving as fast as the ball is um Lacazette plays a lovely pass out to uh to Saka sorry to to Mr. Smithrow again and Saka's gone the other way and is just there in the middle waiting for it. And it's just, it's it's the kind of goal that we used to score all the time. And it just came out of nowhere. It felt like this mad oasis in such a drudge of a season. Well, it was Lacazette at number nine and Smithrow at number 10, wasn't it? With Saka and Pepe either side that seemed like our best front four for a while. Lacazette mm. seemed to enjoy playing with them. Smithrow spoke actually about how much uh, Lacazette had helped him. In games, I think it was Lacazette's best period of a season when he came Absolutely. in and out, didn't he? He One minute he was there, bang a couple of goals in, then he's gone again for three games. He finished top scorer mm. with 17 goals. Pepe, Pepe was next best, I think, with 16, having scored five in the last two weeks. And Aubameyang got 15. And uh, they're all, well, particularly Aubameyang's 10 goals shy of what you'd want, isn't he? Even if you not knock a few off for malaria. <laughs> and Laka just feels like a 17 goals a season player. That he never seems like he's going to hit 30. You know, mm. he got pots of goals in France a season before we signed him, and he's never done that. But yeah, over as you, here, as you pointed out, though, I mean, he had these he had these young kids buzzing around him, but also with that goal in particular, he was right up on the edge of the penalty box, as opposed to so many times when because of the way that um, Arteta wants him to play, he's even he's another 10 yards towards the centre circle where he just gets the ball and goes over in a foul, screams in an empty stadium that he's been, like, had his leg chopped off. So, 
yeah, so he can't. So this time he was actually on the edge of the box where you'd want him to be able to play a one yeah, touch. That's and, yeah, that's definitely my favourite goal of the season. It was a lovely goal. I've just got a little moment here for you. This isn't an entry for goal of the season, but it's something that I enjoyed. Here's Maitland Niles, the man of the match. Excellent spot kick. Now 2 2. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like the words? Excellent spot kick. <laughs> Unless <laughs> uh, we forget, Ainsley Maitland-Niles was man of the match in the Community Shield. He had an outstanding game, as he did many times before he went off to start uh, the Hawthorns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this goal, uh, you might have forgotten, was a superb goal. Here's Willock again. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop it there, right? Here's Willock again. Pepe here, who makes it three. With the right foot that time, it's usually the left, which is the magic one for him. But he's planted that into the roof of the net with his right. It's a brilliant finish. Absolutely outstanding finish from Pepe. I thought his boss would be a little bit more happier. A brilliant start from Arsenal. A good play again, Willock. Doing what he's doing, getting into that box, twisting and turning. Finds Pepe. It's a brilliant finish and the keeper had no chance. Do you remember the goal? It's a Europa League game at home, and it's against Dundalk. And uh, oh, right, Willock yeah. uh, had, a, had a great match in both games against them. Scored a cracking goal uh, and uh, at the Emirates, but in that game he just he just pushed it across to Pepe. Pepe does that thing sometimes, doesn't he? Where he receives the ball with the sole of his foot. He moved it about two feet and then just not really steadying himself or taking it, getting his balance. He just banged it with his right foot into the top corner. He, I mean, so hard. And it was a really brilliant goal. There was another brilliant goal um, against Dundalk, I think, in the away game by oh, yeah. El Nenny. But... Oh, I'm going for Tierney, though, against West Brom. Oh, that was my one. Do you mean this one? Uh, Tierney knocks it one side of Furlong, goes the other. Tierney, great run, great goal! What a magnificent goal by Kieran Tierney! That is absolutely top draw by Arsenal's left back. And how good is that from a left back who really shouldn't be up there doing things like that? But that's sensation. The fact it was snowing and he had short sleeve top on. Uh, just couldn't have been more. Wasn't that Jim Beglin as well? Yeah, he was the he was the back himself. The scourge of uh, European Arsenal back mm. in the uh, back in the in the first decade. Well, I'm sure regularly do we used to complain about him. But the other thing about that Tierney goal was that he, his celebration had a bit of the um, Bakary Sanya about it. You know that kind yeah. of just get the kin. Yeah, a real fist bump. A little bit psycho Pierce as well sometimes. Yeah. yeah. He's really pumped and uh, really up well, for I it. I think he should be our captain next season. I think he should be I think captain. he's a good shout, although, of course, no one can understand a word he said. I'll give you <laughs> one. There's one more. This is my final uh, bit of commentary for a potential mm. goal of the season. And I can see that Kieran's going to get a lot of votes, but this was also an unusually brilliant goal. Here is Pepe. Samedo was able to recover, but... Pepe wriggles beyond him initially. And then he's up beyond Neves again. And the shot is a brilliant goal from Nicola Pepe. 
That is outstanding. And Arsenal have a goal they deserve. Uh, Remember it? That? Is it Europa League? No, it was against Wolves at Molyneux. Oh, yes. And he picked up the ball on the left and he kind of slightly stumbled past one defender and, and did that kind of thing he often does where, where he has possession and then comes into collision with opponent and then the ball's gone. <laughs> but he got round the guy and then faced up the second one and just nutmegged him and then stabbed it across the keeper into the far corner. And in fact, when you go through our, our goals of the season, uh, Pepe is banged in some crackers. And yeah. if there's one thing, you know, talking about hope for next season, I really hope that he finds some consistency, Pepe, because he's, we've just seen flashes, haven't mm. we, this year. And he started the, the last, as I say, five goals in the last two or three weeks of the season. Uh, and season's ended at the wrong moment for him, really. Yeah. Um, I have one other goal of the season contender. Um, where was the Chelsea game at our place? Um, I loved the well. I loved that, but I thought um, Saka's lob that everyone thought everyone dismissed mm. as a, uh, a, cr- a wayward cross. Yeah. Yeah, he drifted it onto the far post. And he yeah, always claims I, I, he bent that. But Well, I looked at it again today and I think he did. I think he bent that. I think <laughs> because he you much... can see him look. Yeah. There's one yeah. angle where you can see him look at the keeper and look at the goal and he lobs the keeper. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think in terms of what that meant after such a... I mean, that period beforehand was so depressing. We kept playing clubs from the Midlands on Sunday night <laughs> at seven o'clock. We did. Uh, having just played a Europa League game on yeah. the Thursday and, and losing to all of them. Ah, yeah. And yes. it was but that was awful. a turning point, that yeah. game. Yeah. That really was a turning point. Uh, Kieran Tierney died for a pen. Granite Xhaka smashed <laughs> in the a, penalty, I think. Smashed in it. his only goal of the season. Yeah. <laughs> just his sole contribution. Thank you, Granite. The other goal, uh, uh, honorary mention... Uh, in goal of the season, the hardest hit I think we had all season was uh, Erdegaard against Olympiacos. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. absolutely leathered that. <laughs> he did. That <laughs> was a fantastic hit. And, and it was a big goal in that game too. We needed we needed it. And there was another goal from distance uh, in that game from Malneny, a couple of crackers. So can I say, are you okay with him leaving, not because of him, but because of the space that it leaves for ESR? Erdgaard? Yeah. Yeah, I want ESR at number 10. I really do. I really love him there. And I think Erdgaard has got lots of talent and who knows what he could be, but I, I think that uh, Smith-Rowe and Saka together is something special. And Saka was dropped for the game against Brighton mm. to make room for Erdgaard at number 10 to push Smith-Rowe wide. And I don't, I don't like it. I want to see Saka in the side. I want to see Smith-Rowe in the side. I want to see Willock in the side. I want to see the boys who grew up together, have been playing together since they were kids, who get on together, given a chance to show they can do it for Arsenal. And I don't think 40, 40 mil for Erdgaard, I think it's too much. Really. Um, but he might come. They might get it together if they can get any deals done for, you know, Gwendouzi. And Gwendouzi we might get money for. Mark me Marseille he, are interested. Is he doing all right? Would you take Gwendouzi back if he's grown up a bit? I don't think I'd take I think, that, I think that's a big if, do you, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's, a, well, I think sure. he's burned his bridges, mate. I yeah, he's definitely that's... done his chips with Arteta. Arteta needs to go on like a Vipassana meditation 10-day retreat. <laughs> 
Every it's time cool. you mention Gwendoza. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it involves our manager going to a spa. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick mention, gents. Um, uh, Steve Bold has apparently been fired. Um, the under-23s haven't had a very good season. I don't know w- what goes on. I don't really follow the under-18s and the under-23s particularly. Um, I know a lot of the fans do keep up with all that. But he's lost his job, uh, supposedly a difference of opinion, Murta Saka will look for replacement, blah, blah, blah. But we were talking about in the pub yesterday that in the past, when a player, when somebody like that, after such long service, and you think about people like George Armstrong or Pat Rice, or 30 years at the club, he signed for Arsenal, didn't he, in uh, 88? I think his debut was at Wimbledon. I went to the game and watched quite a lot of it from a porter cabin toilet. That's where the, the best view was at Plowley. But uh, we won 5-1 and went on and won the league. He was an absolutely fantastic centre-back for us. Just loved by the fans. Yeah, uh, Great uh, drinking partner, as I found out myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Had a one great night song. On Upper Street. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he physically dragged me away from my waiting taxi <laughs> and said, you don't want to get in that. Uh, <laughs> this is after the 89 premiere. I mean, a really a heroic figure, a brilliant centre-back, one of the famous back four, mm. coached for Arsenal for years, number two to Wenger, and was there with Emery as well when he came in. And now suddenly you hear the last day of the season he's been fired, and I'm disappointed that there wasn't some presentation made on the pitch in the old days, you'd have seen Ken Fryer or one of the Hillwoods mm. or somebody there with a silver cannon and whether Bulb would have turned up to receive it, he might be he might be wounded in her about being about losing his job. I don't know what the circumstances are, but you feel like a, the classy thing to do will have been to organise something to to thank him for all that. Hundred percent. It didn't time. have to, it didn't have to be like I mean, it literally came out a few days before, right? I mean, for them yeah. to say it, you know, no one would have batted an eyelid if his time had just been up thirty years going in a new direction. Thank you for everything that you've done. Yeah. And, and my words, you've done loads for this club. It would yeah. have been so easy for it to have the, the old Arsenal way, at least um, that's what would have happened. I'll tell you what you had. Yeah. What you had with bold as well was loyalty, real loyalty. Uh, you know, that night after the 89 premiere, I asked him a lot of questions about what was going on inside the club. And he gave just doesn't, Blink doesn't give anything away. He was loyal. He was Arsenal through and through. And that's just mm. felt like, oh, come on. We can do better. We can do better than that, can't we, for someone who's been there 33 years? Um, mm. So thank you, Steve. Yes. Who is to face at Arsenal now? You know, but you know, you know, we used to directors used to go to away matches. You know, uh, you know, Dean and Fiesman and Ken Fryer and Hillwood. They would go to away matches, be invited into the opposition's directors, whatever. Yeah, but you'd see. Well, you saw Pat Rice was in the stand at Sellers Park. Yeah, Yeah. but do we actually Um, have a representative? Who actually goes and watches them there? Does Edu go? Does Venkstrup? Oh, I thought he was leaving as well. So I don't know. Yeah, they they would all go. Yeah, but but would they though? I don't know. Oh, this is what I'm asking. You you know for a fact that they go then? Yes. 
Yes. You're, oh, well, I, I want evidence of this, Mr. Are Harris. You still taking, are you still <laughs> taking? Are you still doing work? Are you still doing work, Keith? As um, Pat Rice's double for away game? I try to occasionally. Yes. <laughs> but, no, I mean, but do we actually have someone who represents Arsenal Football Club? Whether we go and play away to somewhere, that's what I'd like to know. And somebody who watches our team as opposed to Arteta and he's... I know what you yeah. mean, and, re- and I'll tell you a story that's, that sums it up for me. Uh, I've got a mate, he's actually a plumber, and he's done loads of bits of bobs for me, but he's a massive Arsenal fan. And for a while, yeah, he's back and he couldn't do plumbing anymore, so he drove a cab. And he drove a cab for years. And one day, he picked up in his taxi, Sir Chips Keswick. No ear trumpet <laughs> in sight. And uh, he didn't know who he was. He didn't recognise him. I mean, he, he wouldn't recognise Chips Keswick. Right? He wasn't the sort of a chairman who sought the limelight or had his picture in the papers or anything like that. Very much uh, behind the scenes. He said he was terribly well-spoken. And he said to him, uh, you and asked, he asked him what his football team was. He, cl- he had a bit of a banter with Tony saying, I can tell by your accent who you're, who you're going to support and all this sort of thing. <laughs> anyway, cut a long story short. They had a good chat about Arsenal. And uh, he gave him his number, Sir Chips, and uh, arranged, I think it was four tickets for a home game. Wow, class. Just on the back of having a, a good chat in a taxi with an Arsenal supporting taxi driver. And he and Tony he said they got well looked after and it was a fantastic day. And uh, he just thought it was a touch of class. Please. He said there was mm. no need, no need to do it. No need to do it at all, um, but decided he wanted to do it. You know, he could do it because he's the chairman at the time, and he did it. And, he, and uh, it's those little moments, mm. you know, there were a few people around for a long time who were Arsenal through and through, and I know what you mean, Keith, about the moment who who's in there, who's the face of Arsenal, who's really got Arsenal in their heart, who represents Arsenal, who would like to give a good, make a good impression on people for Arsenal. And, and it's an important part of the club. And I thought not commemorating Steve Bowl yeah. even sum that up, really. Yes. God, you imagine if it was Stan in the cab, he'd go, oh, I've got four <laughs> tickets for you. That would be $800. <laughs> and I'm not giving you um, a tip. Yeah. <laughs> and if he went, in, one. If he went into other opposing chairman's club boardrooms, he'd say, oh, those flowers are nice. I'm having them. <laughs> Steve Bold, <laughs> Steve Bold also scored um, Arsenal's first ever Premier League goal. Can you? Do you two know who was by? Did you really? Um, who was You've against? Googled that, haven't you? Good, uh, was, I mean, no, no, I just <laughs> good. Is that a home defeat against no, Norwich or something awful like that? It was Norwich. It was. It was Norwich. Yeah, and no, it's just one that I know. I've used it in a quiz before. Uh, uh, and he had a great song as well. Got nowhere. Got nowhere. We don't care. Stevie, Stevie, but we used to say that his head was to be made of wood. (laughs) He he clearly lost his hair after doing all those near post flick ons, didn't he? Yeah, the pants were done. Who did we come up with? Go on, sorry. And of course, he he put TA he put TA through for one of the greatest goals that any of us ever seen. Absolutely, he's he's been in our opening credits for twelve years. Yeah, yeah. What a ball! He was put uh, uh, Wenger put him on in centre mid, yeah, for the last <laughs> few minutes of the season. So was he putting Baldy on centre mid for? And oh, then Ad- Adams made a run, <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly it all went a bit. It was a bit oh, Liam Brady, uh, and uh, chipped him through. 
Superb. Uh, so, hang on, what was that? Was, who did we have for Young Player of the Year? Smith Rowe or Saka? Was it a tie? It's a tie, and it's gone. Let's, they come to... So now we, come to, now we come to Player of the Season. Is it Saka or Smith Rowe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, quite. That's why I went for uh, ESR for the other one, because it's got to be it's got to be Bukayo Saka, who dragged Bukayo us... Saka, yeah. ahead of Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I'll say, because he's... I mean, not least because he's played more, but, like, I mean, he dragged us through some truly awful moments mm. uh, in that first in in October and November um where the only bright spark it looked like and and for it to his you know uh, for the kid he got knackered because he was being put in so many positions by our manager and it was so much was being asked of him that you did kind of worry it's, it's, it, it's lucky that he only missed the couple of games that he did but you could there was definitely the time when he was getting knackered Near the end of the season, and he's and he's sort of come off accordingly. Um, and then we missed. Didn't we? Did, didn't he sit out the Southampton? Wasn't he one of the people who sat out that Southampton um, FA Cup debacle? Um, You're right. I mean, been, we did because he'd been played the week. We before. relied on there was him so much. Like that. And that was the, as I say, the, it was the youngsters that dragged us through this season. You know, a lot of the uh, older players didn't. Uh, didn't man up. Putting so much, well, no, putting so much on someone yeah. so young and so well, often, happened, so often uh, he came through. You're right. See, what what was fascinating about the Southampton thing was we lost Neil one, as you know. That was on Saturday, the 23rd of Jan. Um, William played, and uh, the, ne- on the three days later we played there again at St Mary's. Mm. Three days afterwards, and uh, we won three one. And Saka scored and made a goal and played absolutely brilliantly, brilliantly. And if you said to me now, would you swap those two results around and take a, a nil-one defeat in the league and a three-one win in the cup? I'd bite your mm. hand off. Especially as soon as Southampton got to the semi-finals with a fairly yeah, easy run. Yeah, and you know we could have maybe done that, couldn't we? Could have been us playing. And, uh, anyway, it wasn't. We lost it. But yes, yeah, Saka came in and showed what we'd been lacking in the cup tie three days. Three days before. I mean, you mentioned it obviously as a as a category, but the you you could make a case for Arteta's manager Arteta's season in those three cup games, those three disastrous cup games, basically, or the state of Arsenal in told in three in three cup times, mm. basically. I'll be really interested to see how it goes for him when football. There's some normality returns to football with home fans coming in. Some of those home defeats that we've had, we feel like the game's been so flat. Well, it, we'll, well he's got to hope that the football fixtures, when they come out, are going to be kind to him. Because if we get like Liverpool away, Manchester City at home, Chelsea away, <laughs> you know, maybe the first but three ironically, the Keith, they're the ones we do all right in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aren't they? Well, ironically, you feel like he put three at the back and do a low block and try and pinch something and he might might manage it. All right, Dee, we're moving on to your category here. Alan's trigger word of the season. <laughs> well, I think oh, one of the com- I think one of the commentators one of the commentators said it earlier on in the thing. Willock again. <laughs> <laughs> what are your contenders, Dee? I've got. I'm going to see if I can handle it. See if you can trigger me. <laughs> well, we've had a few today. You you can okay. Well, Go I'm, on, Dee. Well, what have you got? <laughs> Willock. <laughs> Nelson, oh, Nathan no. Niles, ah! Arteta, oh. <laughs> Con- oh, I, 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 
Frank. Uh, see, I'm feeling a bit right. Enketia. Oh, don't. Condoglia. Oh, Jeffrey. Condoglia. And will I am. There you go. That's the whole game. You've left out Granny Jacker. You've got Granny Jacker, my friend. I'm Kia Jurabjian. I thought Granny played quite well yesterday. Granite did his did his thing. Yep, he did. did what Granite does. There is yeah. a first eleven yeah. of Trigger Arsenal. Like, I didn't even realise there were that. I didn't even realise there were that many. We like, almost almost put out. We've almost put out a Europa League Bert team. Leno's of, in there. <laughs> yeah, he sets me off. That bloke. Um, yeah, Emmy Martinez. Yeah. Oh, oh no. yeah, Bert Leno. It sounds like a Eurovision oh, singer, God. doesn't it? Bert Leno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eurovision could do one. Hey, we had quite a good song. There's nothing wrong with that lad. Nil point. And they did it all in English. It's disrespectful to use our language when you hold our nation in contempt. Use your own language. We should pull out of it. Okay. I vote Brexit. <laughs> uh, Damien's put favourite episode of The Football's On, which is frankly a mischievous category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, safe in the knowledge that Stoney, Stoney won't was, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> probably won't be listening. And it's very difficult to distinguish one episode from another. But there you are. Three men in a cupboard. I like that we one. Can, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my favourite one. I like uh, any episode with Ivo Graham on. I like it. It's absolutely okay. marvellous. There you go. But, so, yes, uh, very mischievous. Sorry. Uh, I like it. Uh, the, uh, he's, another one of Damien's categories, the Oscar for best reaction to an ad read by Keith <laughs> and I and he's he's got the line here that after I, I think maybe it was the ball shaver I can't remember what I was plugging yeah. Keith, Keith goes it really is a great product <laughs> hilarious <laughs> Well, I thought, you know, really we should try to at least hilarious. flog it a little bit instead of just laughing. No, it was brilliant. You know, give them their money's worth. It was like if we'd had PPI, oh, you really should get your PPI sorted. <laughs> you know? These guys sound like you could trust them. Super yeah. Case. yeah. The Arsenal funeral service. Has <laughs> <laughs> a club died near you? We will bury the entire club without a trace. <laughs> No win, no fee basis. One of the categories that I had uh, was save of the season, and then I thought, actually, I can't really remember any <laughs> no, saves. And I then... found one. Oh, go on. Um, well, there were two saves, actually, and it was the only... Uh, when you get special points for Burn Leno because he almost had his head taken off by Andy Carroll at, um, with the follow-up. So it was in it was an injury oh, yeah. time. It was injury time against Newcastle in the FA Cup. Yes, kept us in the yes. cup. Kept us in That's the, right, he did. Kept us in the cup, almost had his head kicked <laughs> out of the stadium by Andy Carroll good for call. the follow-ups. Yes, that is yeah. a good good call. And, the, and there was another one in a more recent game where he tipped one onto the bar with a pretty good flying leap. Yeah, but like, still, I, that, I, if you go Europe? back as I, if you go back as I have, uh, might have been uh, to the Manchester City League Cup tie, <laughs> Runarsson makes an absolutely <laughs> outstanding <laughs> save in a one-on-one, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I was going to give him save of the season, but he pulled the rug from under me by reminding me of 
how uh, how Bert Leno kept us in the cup only for us to throw it away. But if if, if we are amalgamating categories still, if we can amalgamate trigger word with save of the season, then I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Emmy Martinez has done one for Villa <laughs> that we can that we can throw in there as He's well. He's made some good saves for Villa. I nearly had his goal of the season as well, uh, Emil Smith Rowe at Stamford Bridge the other day because they're comedy of errors that Chelsea put together. Oh, yeah, that was quite special. So the final thing we should talk about uh, really is who's in the fiesta? Who who are your Let's oh, say top six Arsenal players you want to build well, we uh, the team around. Card. We've missed the most stupid red card. Oh, yeah, go on. No, well, we that? Got... well, I mean, we did suggest that Burnt Leno at Wolves, but there have been a few well, others. Well, I was going to Weiss at Wolves because it was, it yeah. was nil. We were winning 1 0 at the time. We were winning and we were playing we were, well. You know, it should have been 4 0 up and instead of letting the good guy out, okay, go through, maybe take a shot, maybe equalise, but no, he brings him down, gives away a penalty, it all goes south after that. So. Granite Jacker against Burnley was pretty oh, bloody yeah. stupid. That was a massive one, yeah. Yeah, so you should start to get on top. We should have had a thank, thank God there aren't any fans in category. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could true. have doubled that up with the most stupid red card. Because, jeez, yeah. can thank you imagine? Thank God there weren't any fans in for Leicester at home, for yeah. Burnley at home, oh, for Villa at home. Thank God. What is it? Was it for Wolves some, at home. Jesus. The Midlands. <laughs> Let's just, yeah. Just Everton at home. Oh. Oh. Fulham at home. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's, Eddie stole a point. Did we have, did we have more 8pm on Sunday kickoffs than anyone else this season? Please, they're going to stop those, aren't yeah. they? Surely. When the, when the football goes back to normal and the fans are in, surely they'll stop the Sunday night and the Saturday do you, night. Do you know what made it worse it. with those defeats? Uh, the commentators will say, Villa haven't won at Arsenal since 1066. Yeah. And then Wolves haven't <laughs> yeah. won at Arsenal since 1066. And this is the first time Burnley have ever won ever against the Arsenal. Well, they did that. Oh. They did yeah. that for the Burnley one, which you two went to. They did that for the Burnley one. And a shout out also to um, Orbino, who who comes up with all the best Arsenal stats. He's just he's trolling this season. He, he'll just put a stat like that just before the game. And of course, it will come true, basically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everything, everyone who's first season uh, um, was this one. But yeah, Tierney's the first one in the... Uh, Tierney's the first one in the Fiesta, isn't he? Tierney, Saka and Smith-Rowe, yeah. uh, three of the best players, you know, good enough, the three of them, to have played at the, with the best players of the Arsene Wenger era. They're that good. We don't need, to put, Joe, we don't need to put Joe Willock in the Fiesta because he can keep up with it, just running alongside. <laughs> Joe Willock's <laughs> running on the hard Just hustle. running alongside. <laughs> running How far alongside. is it? 60 miles, Joe. No see, problem. See you there. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a players that I like, you know, like Pablo Mari and people like that, but there's nobody. Partey flattered to deceive a bit, didn't really deliver in the second half of the season. It wasn't really clear to him, I think. I think he perhaps more than anyone suffered from the tinkering with the system, tinkering with the side, tinkering with his... Who's his midfield partner? Who's going to be there? He never knew who it was going to be, if it was going to be Ceballos or Elneny or Xhaka. And then suddenly against Villarreal with that gnarly... This is it, you know. Hard no bit in midfield. He found himself on his own. I so, think yeah. I, I'm th- I think I saw him yesterday, just reading the small print, saying <laughs> like, uh, "There's nowhere in here where you said that I was going to be the only midfielder in the semi-final of the." I UK think it's a good Cup. shout, D uh, Basuma, but I understand to go in there to be a regular partner. Um, of course, uh, you know, you know, I would like it to be Ainsley Maitland-Niles, but uh, I'm not the manager. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Liverpool are allegedly. Uh, in for him. Speaking of Liverpool, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's uh, uh, much loved once of this parish, 
It's a terrible time of the injuries, but came on the other day and scored a brilliant goal for Liverpool. Do you see that? Twisted and turning, beat a couple yeah. of men, smashed it in. Um, there's a forgotten mm. man. So have we got, I mean, um, and oh, shout out to uh, Jack Damon, who came across recently, who uh, actually wrote into the podcast when we first did the You Need Seven mm. conversation. Do we have, can we, can we eke out seven? from the current squad yeah. well seven what people are, we Explain need seven that. is seven people who will wait in the tunnel for the opposition seven people who would wait for <laughs> Alioski and this is what <laughs> Tony Adams said this to uh, you, Tony Adams said to me football's about numbers you need seven that is a quote <laughs> and what he means is him and six others <laughs> really pissed to, for to have an actual fight with any other team in the in the first division and so, one, and his first on the team sheet there is Steve Bold, of course. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Good uh, he's the most frightening man you've ever stood in front of. Uh, but then I've stood in front of Patrick Vieira and he blocks out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't think we have that sort of a... I think Tierney would. Tierney would. Gabriel would. Yeah. Tierney and Gabriel. Holding. Holding come yeah. after you, wouldn't he? Holding yeah. would be there I for you. Callum Don't you worry Chambers. about that. I reckon Chambers. Callum, as well. Chambers. I love Callum I Chambers. Chambers. I think Partey. I reckon I just say to Partey, stand, just stand there. Just don't say yeah. anything yet. I just... think we've named the four there, haven't we? Well, I think I think <laughs> I think Smith Rowe. If somebody hurts Saka, Smith Rowe would jump in, and if you know somebody hurts Smith Rowe, Saka would jump in because I just see them. I think if somebody hurt Saka, Smith Rowe would phone his mum. <laughs> yeah. and if somebody hurt Smith Rowe, Saka phone would mom. phone his mum, and they would look after one another. Don't worry, I'm going to phone your mum. <laughs> So the seven isn't the same as the Fiesta, basically. I'm putting Callum Chambers in the Fiesta. I'm right? Yep, yeah, he's getting a good go. Good shout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, he's been great. I'm he's enjoying been very, him. very good for us since he came back into the team and Arteta obviously favours him. I think it's just the kind of thing we would... One of the things that came up with the pub last night was you need a bit of power and you need a bit of hunger in the side and you need that in some positions. It doesn't really matter what position. As long as you've got two or three like that, you need that in the makeup of a team. And uh, Stoney goes like Ray Parler. So that is yeah. the best example, Ray Parler, yeah. at which point Alexander rolled his eyes and goes, oh, you're always going on a bit of past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, said to him, you can learn from the past, my friend. You can look at football teams that worked and piece together the reasons why. And Ray Parler was one of the reasons why the 98 double side was one of the greatest football teams that's ever been seen in England. And certainly in the Premier League era. You back them against anyone. Yeah. And uh, that's, Chambers has got a bit mm. of that. Physicality, commitment, power, 100% effort. Is he a right back next season? Is he a right back for you next season? I don't think we're going to have any money to spend, so he's going to have to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I like him there. He's been playing well. And he he did well uh, going forwards against Brighton yesterday. Sometimes you feel like when he's in there, it's more of a back three of Chambers and Holding and Gabriel and, and, and Kieran Tierney off up the pitch. Mm. But uh, but actually, uh, Chambers gets up, gets up pretty well himself and made the first goal yesterday. It is mad how little we now talk about Hector. Yeah, it's sad, but you know, I t- his time has come. Been a good servant. I I Don't love talk Hector, about him leaving, but yeah, maybe it's just time. He's been there a he's been there a while. I think he needs a he's new lost, challenge. He's lost his place, hasn't yeah. he? I mean, he, he put him in for the Villarreal game, but he played very well at wing back sometimes, and I feel like 
He is a good wing back, but I think yeah, I think he'll probably be sold. Mm. Yeah, you know, well, I think it's all the it's all the kids in the fiesta uh, and everyone else at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Martinelli. Yeah. Oh, Martinelli. That's oh, yeah. we haven't I done I would that. love to have a fully fit Martinelli all next season. He's and Rob Holding? Yeah. You gonna... yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm all for Rob Holding. I'm, I'm for keeping him. I think there's going to be one, we're going to sell one player this year and we're going to go, oh, no, don't sell him. It's gonna, that's a mistake. And that's, well, that's my fear. That... Lacazette, let's, what, what about him? If Arsenal got a bid for Lacazette, they'd sell him. If they got a bid for Aubameyang, they'd mm. sell him. Willian hopefully will leave. It's been a disaster, and Louise is going. So there's, uh, you know, any bids will be considered. I think this is mm. what happened with Martinez, mm. but also what happened with Martinez was a terrible mistake. <laughs> you know, yeah, but he a... did. He did want to go. Yeah, I mean, this is well, he wanted to I'm... go because he wasn't going to be picked. I've always that's, been that's too mistake, scared to <laughs> say out loud, and I realised I shouldn't have said it. And I'm but if he'd been picked, back. if he'd kept his well place done, as number Damien. one, he never wanted to. Yeah. Well done. So should have, he should have been told, yeah. you're, you're number one now. And then I said, well, you know, you've got to fight for your place. But sadly, as we, we needed the money. But I think that was a definitely a false economy. And we, we cut our nose off to spite our face there. Especially now, Leno San I might go. Oh, great! In fact, you could have told us that last I year. I think we should before you know before the Euros. We should definitely put in a little cheeky, little cheeky bid for Harry. <laughs> cheeky. Just... Oh, Arsenal, Arsenal have come in for you. Arsenal, I love Arsenal. I used to support Arsenal. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to play my half, no. How much have they bid? Uh, 400 quid. <laughs> Alexander did come out with some um, good goalkeeper intel yesterday, didn't he? He said that... Um, oh, Arthur Oconquo. Arthur Oconquo. He... he used to play with him for the under-8s. <laughs> yes. And Arthur was in goal, uh, in, even at that age. He was a brilliant goalie, apparently. All the dads cheered. Um, all the, all dads the dads cheered, <laughs> cheered his well, saves. He had said he made one save, but they actually couldn't believe what they were watching. <laughs> oh, my God. This kid's a really good goalie. And there Six he is, foot two under nine. <laughs> <laughs> and how old is he? Massive Have they great hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, allegedly he's 18 now, but he may have been 18 when he was playing for the under eights. We just yeah. don't. <laughs> have you met any Spurs fans talking about Harry Kane? Because the ones I have, they're still in denial. They're going, no, he's not going to go. There's no one that can afford him. And he's, you know, he's still talking through and through. I'm thinking, you're mad. Of course he's going to be sold. They haven't seen that picture of um, uh, Pep Guardiola smoking a massive cigar <laughs> if, they, if they don't think anyone can I saw Guardiola it. crying on television about Aguero. Did you see that interview? Yeah, really? Oh, Aguero scored two absolutely mm. brilliant goals in the game against them. It's just brilliant goals. And then uh, at the end, they were talking about him and he just broke down in tears and they just kept the interview going. They didn't say, "Listen, Pep, have, take a moment. We'll we'll show some clips of City doing some great stuff and come back to you." They just kept the camera on him. <laughs> yeah, Aguero. They need they need a centre forward. Uh, I can see Levy wait until the last day of the window so City get no pre season with Harry Kane. Uh, and in fact, he may even be forced to play for Tottenham three more times <laughs> before <laughs> August the thirty first. <31st. laughs> Uh, when he'll go to City for a hundred million pounds, if he hasn't done his ankle on the last day of that of the season, and if he so. hasn't done his ankle in the Euros, hopefully he'll do his ankle uh, scoring the, the winning goal in the final. In the final, <laughs> yeah. Uh, gents, we should probably uh, call it a day. Um, 
What a season. Hey, <laughs> hey. One to tell the kids about. Yeah, the grand way is up. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> Can we thank we our listeners who sent in all the quizzes, though, and the anagrams and the Teddy Sheringham stories? Because I've got to say, a lot of them did cheer me up. Because, you know, people go, oh, yeah. people do say on Twitter, go, oh, you're moaning again. You go, oh, you, you, we're moaning because we were crappy. We're not the voice of Arsenal when everything's great. All right, then. But they were. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one. Here's one Have for you, Keith, to- from uh, Gyro Andres Jaramillo. Um, it is Pablo Escobar. Or Roy Keane. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to finish oh, the season. <laughs> well done, mate. I've had a few others. There's a couple of Harry Redknapp ones in, oh. but the Shemaine is just funny. But uh, here we go. Number one, I don't want to be good. I'm going to be great. Pablo Escobar or Roy Keane? This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Escobar. Oh. It is Escobar. Yeah, yeah, it is Escobar. Escobar. Number two, there's a time to fight. And there's a time to be clever. <laughs> oh, Roy Keane. Roy Keane. <laughs> I'm, Every Roy day Keane. of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Escobar. Oh. Uh, here's a good one. Number three. I'd waited long enough. I fucking hit him hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be Keane. That Keane. Is Keane on, that's Keane on Harland. Yeah. That's yeah. right. In his biography, right. isn't it? Uh, people ask where my competitive streak comes from. It's fear. I have a big fear of failure. Escobar or Keane? Mm. I'm going to say Keane because Escobar couldn't have said that without getting done by the Cali cartel. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm going Escobar. I'm going Keane. Okay. Who said this? People say, go with the flow. <laughs> but do you know what goes with the flow? <laughs> Dead fish. <laughs> Pablo Escobar or Roy Keane? Very good Irish accent. Manuel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Sachs as well <laughs> from Fulty Towers. I'm just quite glad he's no longer with us and can't send. <laughs> he still has mates. This yeah, he, he doesn't. It was Roy Keane. Oh, <laughs> oh. It was Roy Keane. I thought we were. I don't have time for that pussy <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> I do not have time for that pussy <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> I'm going yeah, Pablo Escobar. Can we just say, actually, we're big fans of Pablo Escobar and all his friends and relatives. It's Roy <laughs> Keane we don't like. Keith, you're such a scaredy cat. <laughs> you think Teddy Sheringham's going to drive up outside your house in a Bentley and some Mexican gangsters are going to come out and steal all the tools out of your van. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Just greet them with a baseball bat. Remember how that Oh, went? yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you remember, I was speaking of fans going back, do you remember how Damien always used to disown us whenever we were, like, we're coming over the Highbury Fields. If there was any Chelsea fans or West Ham fans, Damien would actually walk, like, 15 T, paces T, ahead stop of us. Just, you can't have a go at Diaz. The door's closing on the season. <laughs> <laughs> You've just got to let it go. It's a cricket season, my friend. It's not relaxed. true. Uh, yeah, not true. Here we go. All right. uh, that was uh, numbers. That was, uh, I don't have time for that booty here right now. It <laughs> uh, was Escobar. I'm, I was going to try and do Keane's Cork accent. No, but, but don't. No. I remember getting in so much trouble off an Irish girl when I did Keane's accent once. I'm not going to do it. Uh, they may separate us, but they'll never be able to destroy us. Keane or Escobar? I'm going. I'm going Escobar. I'm going Escobar. I'll go Escobar. Close call. It is Escobar. Good man. Unlike humans, <laughs> unlike humans, dogs don't talk shit. 
<laughs> Roy Keane. That is Roy Keane, yeah. He famously, famously walked out on Ireland in the World Cup and came home and walked his dogs. Um, lies are necessary when the truth is too difficult to believe. Ooh. I'm going to say Pablo. I'm going to go Keane. Pablo, Pablo. Uh, and finally, the last uh, quiz question. I've got my kids tattooed on my right arm. The wife did ask me, why didn't I get hers? And, the, and I said, they'll always be my kids, but you won't necessarily always be my wife. <laughs> Which she wasn't too pleased about. <laughs> 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 so, uh, is that Pablo Escobar? I'm going, I'm going Pablo. I'm yeah. going Roy Keane. I'm going to go yeah. Pablo Escobar. Uh, it, it was uh, Roy Keane. Wow. <laughs> yeah, someone's put together a massive quiz, uh, which I'll just forward to you, T, which is all quotes from Harry Redknapp and then quotes from The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> you could do maybe a separate I'll read podcast. it out, sorry, I'll read it out. If you don't like these, listener, that, we're not going to talk about any more football now. You, you can, can just go, stop listening. Go now. <laughs> Season's over, you can go now. I'll do a few quizzes now just for a laugh. Uh, we've done it the best part of two hours for free, so. <laughs> um, money ain't got no owners, only, only spenders. spenders. <laughs> that is, uh, is that from The Wire or Harry Redknapp? The Wire. <laughs> it's Omar in The Wire. <laughs> to me, there's no point in having confrontation for the sake of it. That's Ooh. Harry Redknapp. Avon Barksdale or Harry Redknapp? <laughs> <laughs> That's Harry Redknapp all day it's long. Harry Redknapp. Uh, number three, I don't hold grudges. That's Harry Redknapp. That's Harry Redknapp. Number four, lambs go to slaughter. A man, he learns when to walk away. Sounds like the wire to me, but... That is the Greek from the wire. It's the Greek. Damn. Uh, the game is rigged, but you cannot lose if you do not play. I mean, that's the wire. Yeah. Marla Daniels in The Wire. You should go on Mastermind, your specialist subject, The Wire. The way you should. After my heart operation, I was given tablets. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll admit, half the time I forgot to take them. I carry them around in the car, little triangular things. I don't know what they are, to be honest. Is he talking is that, about the car? Or is that a, char <laughs> a character from The Wire or is it Harry Redknapp? Sir Henry... That's Sir Henry himself. <laughs> that is uh, Harold Redknapp. You show loyalty, they learn loyalty. You show them it's about the work, it'll be about the work. You show them some other kind of game, and that's the game they'll play. Mm -hmm. I have forgotten who said that, and that's what's really annoying. But it's on the wire. Daniels. Oh. It's Daniels, Lieutenant Daniels. Off the post. Great character. Season four. I love what I do. I want to continue doing it. I work hard at my job. <laughs> now, I love no, what I, I do. I want to continue doing it. I work hard at my job. Uh, this, is a good, this is a good quote. There we go. Uh, they fuck up, they get beat. We fuck up, they give us pensions. I wish, listener, it... you could see... Tyo in paroxysm. This is what he would be like on Mastermind. So that head in hands, sighing, yeah. <laughs> writhing. 
He knows who it is, but he can't remember it because it's for every episode of The Wire. And you've got to say past. Come on. Is it Norman? It's Sergeant Carver. Oh, Carver. He was a good character as well. I'm not going to fiddle taxes. I pay my accountant a fortune to look after me. That's Harry, of course. Under oath. Middle management means that you've got just enough responsibility to listen when people talk, but not so much you can't tell anybody to go fuck themselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's Bunny Colvin in The Wire. Uh, What do you think? That we know anything about who gives money? That we give a damn about who they are or what they want? We have no way of running down them or their stories. We don't care. Clay Davis. Oh, <laughs> but that's yes oh, and the I final one seen. the final one uh, this is from Mark Cole um, thank you Mark for these was I scared of going to prison yes I was you're relying on 12 people who might not like you they might have been Arsenal fans for all I knew <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely Milo <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, good enough uh, way to end Idris the season. Elba. What was his character called? Oh, Stringer. Stringer Bell. All right, gents, I'll see you later. Thank see you. Thank you very guys. much. Cheers. Ta-da.